Have you ever considered having another child? Hi, my name is Felice Gerwitz, and One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in marriage to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans, and eventually we made a decision to have more children, and this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available on Amazon in print and Kindle. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hi, friends, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of A Few Minutes with God podcast. This is episode 146, and you can find the show notes for today's episode at A Few Minutes with God podcast. And today we are going to be talking about Joseph as the head of the Holy Family. And um, I have to tell you, I read this book that was really life changing, and I just want to share you some insights uh, that are all scriptural, but that really hit me and made me think. In this episode, um, we are going to look at Joseph and what he means to us today and how we can take his example of what fatherhood should look like. You know, we read very little about Joseph that isn't tied to something else. In the New Testament, we read so much about Ruth or David or Abraham or Isaac or the other Joseph who was sold by his brothers into slavery. But Mary and Joseph, the people that were charged for taking care of our Savior, we hear very little. And why is that? Truthfully, I'm not a biblical scholar, so I don't know. But what I do know as a passionate Christian, that when we look at the Holy Family, consisting of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we see a blueprint of what Christian life and true fatherhood should look like. Just think about what do you know about Joseph? He was a man of faith. He was handpicked by God. Do you think God Almighty would not pick the best person to take care of the Savior? (laughs) Of course he would. Joseph was elevated to the status by his yes, just as Mary was. When the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and told her she was going to be with child, she had to say yes. God gives us that free will. Joseph had the most important job of a lifetime, the care of the Savior of the world before he was born by taking care of his mother, Mary, And then after his birth, from infancy until he died, Joseph heard from God. He was a man who dreamed visions. 
And the first dream was when he was told not to divorce Mary and to take care of her and that truly this child she was carrying was a savior. And then later when he was asked to take Mary and the newborn Jesus to Egypt for safety to avoid Herod. Can you imagine a more important job as a father? Joseph was the greatest father in the world. He protected and cared for Jesus and Mary. And I'm sure he was imperfect. He was a sinful man. He needed a savior. But can you imagine that that savior was a child he he took care of? The scriptures called St. Joseph, the father of Jesus in Luke 33 and 48, or Luke 2, 33 and 48. You can look those up. I'm going to read segments in a minute. But one thing that, that came out of me reading this book was I always thought Joseph was an old man. And he's depicted that way in pictures, isn't he, in art. But he couldn't have been that old because he had to travel far. And if he was old, he couldn't have done it. The distance from Nazareth to Bethlehem where the census took place was 80 miles. That was a huge distance. And then they had to go to Egypt to escape Herod and then back to Nazareth where they lived and Jesus grew up. How many times did Joseph have to walk for work? How many times did he have to go walk if they had to go into town and buy food or whatever they traded, you know, whatever... Wherever he had to go, he had to walk. I mean, every year they had to go and celebrate Passover. Joseph, as head of the family, took Jesus and Mary to dedicate this child in the temple. And we know the family was poor. How do we know this? Through the sacrifice they brought. It was a sacrifice of the poor, a gift of two two turtle doves. And after Simeon spoke, Simeon was an old man who was in the temple and basically had been waiting his whole life for this Messiah. When he saw this child, he was filled with the Spirit or guided by the Spirit and prophesied over the infant. And you can read all of the whole discourse in Luke. Um, but I'm going to read a segment of it to you here. Luke 2, 28 through 32. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles and a glory for your people Israel. And then in verse 33, it states, And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Because we always think of Joseph as the stepfather, right? But here in the scriptures, it called him father because he was elevated. He was elevated to this amazing position of taking care of the second person of the Trinity. And then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, the child is destined for falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul. Can you imagine not only what Mary thought, but Joseph as well? Here Joseph was in charge of taking care of his family that Almighty God had entrusted to him. And he had, you know, these prophetic visions. He knew he had to get out of uh, out of town, you know, so to speak, to get into Egypt. 
And, you know, here he is now hearing this dire prophecy of the future of his wife and son. I'm sure throughout his life he thought about this often. Joseph had to be strong. I'm sure he thought at some point, what could I possibly teach the Son of God? You know, can you imagine having, having Jesus there in your midst as a child? And we know that Jesus must have been brilliant, right? We're going to read a little bit about that coming up. But Joseph, as head of the household, was in charge of the most precious of all children. And he taught him alongside Mary and any other apprentices, maybe. Joseph had apprentices because he was a carpenter. And he taught Jesus the trade. Can you imagine Jesus as a young boy calling out to Joseph? I doubt he said, foster father or stepfather Joseph. No, he must have called Joseph father or even daddy. Jesus grew up as the commandments taught to honor his father and mother. I always wondered about the private life of Jesus all those years that we don't know about. Scriptures don't detail them. I personally think it was a gift to Mary and Joseph to have Jesus to themselves all this time. We get a glimpse of the life of Jesus as a young boy, but other than that, we know nothing. It was as if Jesus had time to live a life, to learn a trade, to have friends. How could he not? I'm sure he was loved by all who met him. We hear about Jesus as a boy when he's lost in the temple. Um, They were traveling back, and um, it was a time of Passover. And I'm sure they went, you know, once a year because they were faithful Jews. And they lost Jesus for three days on their way back from the temple after Passover. And Mary and Joseph found Jesus in the temple. He was talking to the teachers in the temple, these learned men. And they were impressed with what he was saying. They didn't know who he was, but Mary and Joseph did. And Luke 2, 28 says, When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. And of course, Jesus goes on to tell them, Well, why should you be surprised that I'm in the temple? This is my father's house. So again, you know, we get this glimpse of the child Jesus, and he is obedient, and he goes home with Mary and Joseph. If fathers today would look at St. Joseph as a symbol of all that summarizes true fatherhood, we would all be so blessed as a society today. The Holy Family did not have money or status, but they had what all families crave, and that is love, the love of a father and a mother. Of course, they had a very obedient child, I'm sure. But what an example to us. Joseph must have been under so much pressure. I mean, he's got the Savior of the world in his home. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what he was feeling when they were fleeing to go to Egypt? Or what he was feeling when he had to take Mary uh, to go do the census in Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. I mean, he had hardships. 
And today, fatherhood is so lacking in so many families. I don't have the exact statistics. I just didn't spend any time to look them up, and you can. But the statistics of children raised without a father show that they tend to have a greater risk of poverty, behavioral problems, abuse, and neglect. They are more likely to go to prison, to commit a crime, to become high school dropouts, and to suffer drug and alcohol abuse. Where are the fathers today? They don't realize the job they have that is so important. How important it is for their role of raising a child who is well-adjusted in the world. I pray that these young people who don't have fathers can look at the scriptures, can see what true fatherhood is, who can get a mentor, who can love Jesus with their, all, their whole heart. I had a friend once, um, well, she went to be with the Lord, so she's in my heart now, but she had a really hard time um, with her father who was mostly absentee. And so when she learned that, you know, about God and and calling God father, because she came from an atheistic background, she had a really hard time with that. She had a hard time with any father who could be so loving. And she just had to reconcile that that not all fathers are like that. We need to pray for our dads, and especially as I record this, Father, Father's Day is coming up. And we need to pray for the fathers of this world that they take the responsibility that God has given them by virtue of having children. We should turn to the example of Joseph, who followed what the angel of the Lord said, who was an upright and just man, who was handpicked by Almighty God to care for two of the most precious people in the world, the Savior and his mother. St. Joseph is our model and example. But so are each of you listening. If any of you are fathers, God has handpicked the perfect family for you. It's not a mistake. Every one of your children, every one of your children, is specially picked for you. Same with moms. Every one of our children was specifically picked for us. God doesn't make mistakes. God gives us this blueprint that's in the Bible. God gives us holy men and women to look at as an examples who lived um, and follow the Lord. He gives us examples today. And what happens is we look at these bad examples or we watch you know, the news or we watch movies where fatherhood is not revered. Motherhood is not revered, but it should be. It's special. It is a gift. And that is something that we have to remember each and every day. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us holy men and women in scripture as an example for us to see your providence in all things. You always provided, God. You did not allow Jesus to be born or cared for by just anyone, but you handpicked the man who would do the best job. Thank you, my God, for this example of true fatherhood and allow all of those who are hurting and without godly fathers turn to you. Please, Lord, be a father to them. We ask, Lord, for the following prayers.
And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a afewminuteswithgod.com and your podcast page on a afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.